I've had this argument with men, obviously, because um, they love a billionaire, like terrible men. Oh, ooh, my they God. love a billionaire. Because they ooh, think ooh, they're ooh. next. Yeah, they're like, that's me. I'm not going to talk <laughs> shit on Elon because I am the next Elon. Like, <laughs> No, you're not. David. They're like, well, you know, I mean, real recognize real. So, like, I get his mindset because I'm also up there with him. I'm in the I'm in the lab with him. Too. I'm also an abuser. <laughs> I'm also an awful person. Is what I meant. This episode of the comment section is brought to you by Captain Morgan Sliced. Since the dawn of bread, we've known the truth. Sliced is better. That's why new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail style flavors. Pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find Sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan & Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus only. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the comment section show starring me, your favorite. Once again, nobody gives a shit about me ever anymore, (laughs) ever since Spotify bought me. You guys don't care about me anymore. Anyways, I'll save that for my therapist. On to the amazing guest of today. It's the one, the only, the iconic, the legendary ER Fightmaster. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm I, I want to say I've always looked at those nails, the nails that you have, Period. and I've been like, how do they work? Like, how do you use them? And then I just saw <laughs> Megan the Stallion yeah. cooking with them. Oh, yeah. And they, it's like no part of the food touched her actual flesh. And I was like, <laughs> like oh, they're for sex. extension of me. Yeah. Mm, they're tongs. They're tongs. They are. And I didn't realize that. I the, was like, a Swiss army knife, if you will. I thought it was some kind of like pillow princess of life stuff of oh, where you're no. like, I can't hold anything, but actually you can hold stuff way better I've than adapted. I've adapted to my environment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, you know what's funny is I've never had long nails ever growing up because I played sports. So like I, you can't have nails at all. And so I think like me being like a pick me, I was like, uh, that's such that's for girls. That's for girly girls. That's mm-hmm. not like me. Um, and then I remember, I think like my sophomore year of college, my uh, one of my best friends was like telling me that she wanted to go get acrylics. And I was like, well, I just like don't know like if I could do anything with them and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I like them. And she like really challenged my like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, same. <laughs> and Fine. Then, yeah, yeah, me okay. as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> now I do, is what I was going to say. Uh, and so we went to the nail salon and I was like so fucking broke. Mm-hmm. And uh, her dad actually paid for us all to get our nails done, including acrylics, which is so nice. Thanks, Darren. Uh, if you ever watch this. <laughs> yeah, I know Darren's a big fan of the show. <laughs> he hasn't heard from me in like seven years. Um, anyways, he paid for them. And when I got them, I remember being like, this is my new personality. I I've think adopted it. One of the most like <laughs> femme things I've ever heard is that the first time you got acrylics, it was from somebody else's dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most, ugh, that's I the love, most heterosexual thing I've ever said. I'm obsessed with women. I'm like, upset. One I'm of the upset. ways that I know that I am non-binary is because when women do things, I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> 
it's like, like when a, men do like things when you're I'm at like, the Ugh. zoo. When you're at the zoo and you see like gorillas petting each other's hair and you're like, that is so that's cute. Wild. Love I that. love those little fuckers. <laughs> and that's how I feel about all women. And then men, I'm like, I I have a really bad like Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. We have and, that in common. And I'm and people are like, Where are you? I'm like, I'm right in the middle watching both, having a different experience. <laughs> that's having happening. a horrifying one and then a very, very <laughs> and a cute one. and it's like admirable one yes i feel that Mm -hmm. you're an icon and a legend (gasps) i'm so honored to have you for those of you who aren't familiar er is one of the first non-binary people to be in many different forms of media (laughs) very important big forms of media but we can't talk about that right now and we won't we are on a (laughs) s-t-r-i-k-e and i spelled it that slowly because i forgot how to spell it (laughs) As you're, yeah, as you're spelling, you're like, okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm off topic, but not really. I'm in, I'm in the middle of writing a book right now. Oh, rad. Okay. The way I had to like reteach myself how to like <laughs> write sentences is embarrassing. How to the way I had to re-download Microsoft Word, <laughs> like I haven't had that program on my computer in Yo, years. I've, I'm like, I've been writing like s- some essays for fun. Yeah. You know? And very gay. And I, <laughs> that's I've the been, gay agenda. That's the gay agenda. Yeah. It gets you to write for fun. <laughs> and I've been using pages, which oh, funny enough, it, I didn't even think about pages. Don't think about pages. <laughs> don't think about pages because if you send pages to any other computer, it gives it a virus. Like really, like pages, like they do not work. Like you can copy and paste from pages and put it in a word document, and it, your laptop will kill itself. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, it explodes. Yeah. It turns all the words to hieroglyphics. There's like really? words off the screen now. Yeah, it's like full ass not supposed to work. Oh, okay. Because okay, they're trying it. to get. It's. I think it had to be a word tried to make pages. You know what I mean? Word Probably. was like you think you can replace us. You like, think you could do better than word? <laughs> yeah, so they like made pages. Then you use pages, and you're like, oh, guess I have to re-download word. And then when you re-download it, word's like, and here you are <laughs> yeah. crawling back. Come huh? on back. And thought you found something better. Here's Clippy. <laughs> <laughs> Grass is always greener, isn't it? <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I like, yeah, I had to re-download Word, which you have to pay for it. Sick. Did anyone else remember that? <laughs> I didn't. The way I was just like using things that my mom bought, and then yeah. that harsh like sting oh, of adulthood. Yeah. Like when I found out, I moved into my first house ever was in college. Like when mm-hmm, I moved off mm-hmm. campus for the first time, I'm like in my big girl house with my uh, best friend. And we move in, and I'm like, I have to buy curtains? Mm, You're telling mm. me the house doesn't come with curtains, let alone curtain rings? (laughs) Where does it end? Where's the rod? (laughs) Where's the rod? The way I'm, like, in a fishbowl if I don't buy sheets for the windows is crazy. absolutely sick that everything's not free for us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm simply a teenage girl, and you want me to buy (laughs) curtain rings? The fact that I was like, there's no bath mat, like, those don't just come with the house. The way my mom just, like, buys them and puts them places, and I'm like, well, clearly that's part of the infrastructure i'm sorry and it costs like millions of dollars to survive <laughs> like what is going what is on? even the point what is capitalism was whooping my ass yes. when i moved out on my own yes i yes, was like yes. oh man the way things don't come with the house is just unbelievable and you're buying me. the cheapest stuff you possibly can <laughs> so you're buying the bath mat but it's got like it's because you bought it for 19 dollars. it's metal underneath <laughs> and it slides <laughs> like so i almost break my neck every time i get out of the shower i bought sheets i saw sheets in and I lived in Hawaii at the time, and everything is so expensive already in Hawaii. So, like, I go and I look at curtains, and I'm like, $20? <laughs> not spending that. No. And then I bought some for, like, 9 bucks. 
the way they were paper thin, oh, I might yeah. as well have just taken them off. You could see through them. The sun like lights them on fire. <laughs> yeah. the, the sun is like highlighting me almost. It's almost <laughs> like it's making it like widescreen. You can it look at my window. The sun closer. <laughs> Yeah, it expanded my window. I'm like, there's no point. But I was being cheap. So I'm like, I'm buying nine dollar curtains. I don't care to live with any dignity (laughs) is so expensive. (laughs) It's so messed up. It is. It truly is. But that's why for the Mm S.T.R.I.K.E. when that big dumb asshole said that thing about starving out uh, like writers and like truly like villain villain, shit. villain yeah, shit. like actually like and we'll never forget it and there's no forgiveness here and mm-hmm. the the thing that that guy doesn't know about being starved out is that like actually all creatives we are we are poor like we've been poor and that's like right. one of the reasons that we're successful now it's like truly you you do so much work yeah when you're an artist mm-hmm. for free literally and then one day you start getting paid for it and you're like oh <laughs> Okay. I didn't know that was going to happen for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're like, we're used to it. Like, you can't starve us That's out. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, who do you think can wait each other out longer? Because yeah. they've been living off two nickels and a dime for yeah. years. You're Ten plus out, years, in fact. You'll run out of truly champagne on your yacht, and you will think about ending it all. Like, <laughs> and you're like, take it back to the dock. Uh, uh, I can't do it. Yeah. No, I'm going to shower without towels, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to air dry with yeah. no curtains in my house. Oh, and Watch. I've done that. <laughs> I've done a paper towel dab. <laughs> I can tell you, someone who can live off a budget yeah. is someone who freelances oh. or is a creative in the art space, entertainment space, literally at all. Could live off crumbs and that, forever. That's it's so true, and that's why I'm sad. You asked me like because I, I'm in two unions right now, so mm-hmm. I'm on I'm on double strike for those things, and I've got yeah. projects in, in both of those spaces that I can't talk about at all. That are yeah. so wonderful, and so you asked me before we started recording if um, if I was like busy, and yeah. the answer is yes, like more than ever, because yeah. now I'm going to my other art spaces where yeah. I'm not in these unions, and I'm like you know recording music and releasing an album and all this stuff, but the that it's because the grunt we don't stop grinding like artists yeah. artists have all of these things that we're constantly splitting these plates all mm-hmm. the times because we you have stop. to yeah but the this you know disney villain ass bitch <laughs> literally, literally disney <laughs> villain ass Lit- bitch. like an actual one <laughs> disney. and like like metaphorically and literally he's got one plate and it's killing the poor no true and he's <laughs> like, like you guys just what else do you want my house yeah just yes. like you guys need anything you want a livable wage what's next <laughs> what's, what's next? next where does it end oh my god you need to be fed <laughs> fed and water that's crazy sick. little rats that's, that's <laughs> greedy now everyone's getting greedy yeah. what happens then i think the rich think that poor people are like house plants <laughs> you know what i mean like they live off photosynthesis yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like taking in the sun and we're like okay i guess this will do <laughs> They're like, what do you you mean you can't just lay in the yard? <laughs> That's not enough for After you. After you mow it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For free. That's I, I think too what's crazy about that is like most freelancers and anyone in the creative spaces have like mastered like what you said, they've mastered the art of pivoting. Mm-hmm. So things change all the time. Like the entertainment industry is one of the most fickle. Other than like sports, right? So yeah. like we're kind of equals. Where like you are never guaranteed anything, like so ever. True. You have to like constantly be moving. Uh-huh. It's like you know they say like if sharks stop swimming they'll die. So even when they <laughs> yeah. sleep, they, they're still swimming. Yes, that's like, I truly believe that's how all creatives are because you have mm-hmm. to learn to live off nothing 
and truly do it for the love of it and the love of creating and being creative. And only outsiders, like, and I, outside the craft, think that you've ever made it. Mm-hmm. Because when you're inside of it, you never feel like you've made it. Ever. Like, there are wins that you can have. Yeah. There are big moments. Yeah. But the the making it is everlasting because you never know if that job you have right now mm-hmm. if you're going to get cut tomorrow yep. if your character is going to die yeah exactly. if, if they won't don't have room for any more writers if yeah. you, like you know what i mean if the single flops like you never know yeah when it's going to be the last one so you're always on alert yeah and like walking on eggshells yeah I, it, that's why i said constantly swimming and i feel like even for me, not to get like existential and super kind of depressing, but like when I went to therapy, like when I started going to therapy, part of the reason like I wanted to go, like one of my goals was to focus more on being present. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my therapist that like I am constantly thinking about the next thing because I have to keep moving in order to keep making money. And as you get bigger and you get more successful and that's great and you make money, hopefully right at some point you make money to sustain a lifestyle, like you start taking on more responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So I start taking care of more people and I start, so there's some, the pressure builds as you go higher Yes, because it's so uncertain. Like you just can't, you can never be absolutely certain that you're going to be working a year from now. So you have to just constantly be, like you said, spinning plates and rolling balls in all different directions. Well, so and something it's, shakes out. It's when I talk to young artists mm-hmm. like that are that have questions about, you know, making art or art industry or whatever, what it's like to work. Mm-hmm. The big advice that I give now is in the time that you have off. Yeah. You have to be doing stuff that actually fills your cup mm-hmm. because so many of us get lost in the sauce where yeah. we're like working all the time, working all the time. And then when we're not working, we're like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. It, it actually makes you so much less dynamic. Truly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's so much harder to make art if the only thing that you're doing is making art. Yeah, I think that's I, I've talked to my other creative friends about it, like whether they're creators or artists or whatever it may be. And that we've all kind of mutually agreed that when we get to that point, that's when you experience burnout. Yes. Because you're just, you're constantly working, you're finding no joy in it. Now it's just a chore because you just, you have to do it. You Mm -hmm. just, you see it as having to do it as opposed to loving doing it, which is why you started in the first place. Yeah. And you kind of lose that allure, like that, that excitement that you feel about wanting to be creative. Mm -hmm. And like, for me, like I'm an internet jester. So like, I just, (laughs) I talk to my fucking self all the time and at some point, like I started, like, obviously I had like my big growth and I started doing other things outside of Uh social media. Um, but with social media, it started getting like burnout for me. I started feeling stale Mm -hmm. almost because I'm like, okay, I don't want to hear myself talk anymore. <laughs> like I'm just so exhausting, uh, exhausted with myself. And that I'm was exhausting. <laughs> yeah, I, I am exhausting. I am. It's okay. We can all say it. Two I mean, camera for that. I mean, men can't say that, but <laughs> no, I can ew, say that. Shut up. <laughs> you can't say anything. Thinking about talking, be quiet. <laughs> yeah, first, don't. <laughs> just don't. That's okay. You can adhere to that. Uh, and I think that's when I really started thinking. Okay, I gotta start taking a step back a little bit and kind of reframing how I see things. Otherwise you just grow this like resentment towards it. Absolutely. Which feels like a champagne problem, especially when you succeed. Like you're just like, this is nobody wants to hear me complain about this awesome job in life. (laughs) Including myself. They think, (laughs) I think they want you to think it's a champagne problem. Like the the fact is like, we're still, when you talk about these CEOs that are talking about starving us out, like, Mm -hmm. 
that's a champagne problem mm-hmm. is really looking at a group of thousands and thousands of people yeah. and being like, ugh, paying you makes me want to self-harm. <laughs> that's a champagne problem. Us worrying about like, uh, I make art for myself and for other people because yeah. I'm helping create a culture that I want to live in. Yeah. And sometimes I get tired and my heart's not in it mm-hmm. is not a champagne problem. That's like... Well, thanks. You, <laughs> you pull off your mask and you're my therapist. <laughs> I just think it's so important to remind each other like that's we true. are... we. As much as like they they'll call it like content creation. Like yeah. no, we're not creating content. We're mm-hmm. creating culture. Yeah. And that Period. that is you can obviously you can put a money value on it, but mm-hmm. the value for us is so much beyond money. We yeah. just need money to live. That's true. And that's why it sucks that there are all these puppet masters trying to like convince us that we're being greedy. But it's like, no, I'm i I'm literally giving you pieces of me. That's true. And you're like like everything i have yes like like literally everything i have to give yeah every every time i go through a breakup or have or go through a depressive episode like thinking about like okay how could i synthesize this feeling Mm -hmm. so i could present it to like young queer kids as like hey i experienced this too Mm -hmm. here's what i'm doing to take care of myself you know like literally giving parts of yourself away and they're like 35 dollars an hour (laughs) fuck you (laughs) what 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 yeah. jesus what else yeah, yeah. <laughs> where does it end oh honestly god That's all. like you want you want to be able to live off yes. your art i okay. want to pay my rent <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's crazy that'd be huge now you're me. talking crazy <laughs> yeah. Girl, just that's more than enough honestly basic room well, and board would be more basic than okay room and board. oh god bless <laughs> can't even imagine a in world. la yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah what what a rare resource yeah actually now i'm being greedy yeah. yeah just food for now let's start there start there work up i think that's also too that's really good point about like creating culture and stuff in the way that well that's that's my whole point of why why it doesn't make sense to me why that seems to be such a huge ask to ask for like livable Mm -hmm. wages uh because there is no entertainment without creatives like there is there is nothing like the whole i know they're talking about using ai or whatever that stuff doesn't make sense to me either because I'm like, you've seen, I've seen the AI generated baby pictures and they're horrifying. I can't even imagine trying to make a <laughs> like show with b- that. Somehow blurry teeth every time. And like toes for fingers. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, you're telling me they can create an entire show or movie? I doubt it. Yeah, there's a dog that has like a Pepsi can for a paw <laughs> in the background. And you're like, no. And they're like, see, like, they didn't ask for more money. <laughs> AI didn't ask me for more money. Pepsi dog didn't ask for more money. <laughs> Look how He's sick just happy he is. to be here. And he has a disability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and I love the AI argument because they're like, see, we can make anything. And you're like, but A- AI, sure. they're, they're taking the intelligence that they're collecting is ours. <laughs> That's from humans. Yeah, it's still. from human beings. Yeah, like still. The, when they're when they're doing like, oh, AI made this photograph. Can't you tell? I'm like, no, I, I actually I couldn't tell. <laughs> Because AI stole this from a series of photographers I love. So it actually yeah. did look vaguely familiar and all of it was stolen. Yeah, it's all just like it's pulling from things that were created by humans. Yes. So technically an AI was created by a human. AI so. is clip art. Like it is clip <laughs> art. It's stock image photos. And they're like, they're gonna take over the human race. And I'm like, no, like that it's it's still I think at this point. The AI conversation is existential, but yeah, 
really capitalism is the conversation. Truly. It's yeah. it's not about AI. AI mm-hmm. is is a symptom of capitalist greed. Yep. You know what I mean? Truly yep. like we we get so tired of hearing about the 1%, but it's the 1% the only thing that the 1% isn't really good at doing is making art. <laughs> like, they can make money, and they yeah. can travel, and they can do all this stuff, but they're not creative. Not at and all. And they're not good. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. but to be that high up, you're not good. No, you, you simply aren't. It's the, the thing about the same argument where it's like there's no ethical billionaires. Yes. Because there's just no way. There's literally no way you can achieve that level of money without being awful in some respect like 100%. without oppressing people in some respect like you have to um, in order to reach that level and without a level of like incredibly like toxic narcissism yeah and so they they like you see it with like these narcissists all the time it's just like entitlement and mm-hmm. this entitlement to other people's uh, like the, the the narcissist thinks that by being in proximity to greatness that the narcissist is great that they yep. can look at you and be like okay mm-hmm. well i don't have joy but you have joy yeah so i'm gonna take your joy and i hired you so technically so that's technically that's me technically that's all up here and they don't have art (laughs) no and they don't have beauty and they don't have good and Mm -hmm. so they're looking at all these artists that have worked so hard to create our own joy and so hard to create our own like taste and create this culture Mm -hmm. and they're like okay how do we get rid of you because every time we look at you every time you're in a room and we see Mm -hmm. that you actually dressed yourself and i don't recognize any of these brands because you made the clothes and all these photos that you took that are on your instagram that you didn't have to pay a getty image person to take for you you know what i mean like that people actually care about what you're creating i as the narcissist i cannot look at you any longer yeah. so i guess i'll have a robot do it <laughs> fuck your robot yeah. you dorks <laughs> you dork <laughs> we'll just create an even stronger robot you just keep <laughs> you keep doing in the next level of their robot with, with a beret on <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh the same thing with i've had this argument with men obviously um because they love a billionaire like terrible men oh my ooh, they God. love a billionaire they ooh, think they're ooh, next ooh. yeah they're like that's me i'm not gonna talk <laughs> shit on elon because i am the next elon like, <laughs> no you're not David. they're like well you know i mean real recognize real so like i get his mindset <laughs> because i'm also up there with him i'm in the i'm in the lab with him too. i'm also an abuser <laughs> <laughs> i'm also an awful person is what i meant yeah with with the argument with elon too is hilarious because they talk about like tesla or whatever and i'm always like he he purchased that idea from somebody else yeah Uh oh oh it didn't come from his brain Uh. but that's what you just said it's like they narcissists like him truly believe that because they had the means which he's also Mm -hmm. a nepo baby i don't know if anyone knew that uh and he purchased a like a revolutionary idea Mm -hmm. he's like well clearly i am also smart Yes, I'm yes, also yes. revolutionary. I'm also a genius because I had the money to buy this from somebody else whose brain came up with it. Like, and then that's tanked the their part. stock. Like, I'm sorry, then and then ruined it, <laughs> and then and then bought Twitter and tanked Twitter, and like is now literally suing the people that allowed him to buy Twitter. Like, <laughs> he's he, like, you guys didn't tell me I was going to ruin it. How come nobody told me that? Well, and my favorite, my favorite Elon fact is it was this video about every time I say him, I'm just going to flick off, <laughs> as you should. Every uh, that video where he was like finally in charge of tesla and he's like i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna make a wonderful business decision i'm gonna create a tank that you cannot destroy (laughs) okay and so there's this awesome video of him at like a car show and he hands this hammer to this guy and is like i'm serious like you can't (laughs) you cannot you can't destroy this tank 
And the guy hits the hammer on the glass, but he just like taps it because he's afraid to hurt the tank. And yeah. Elon's like, no, I'm serious. Hit like, it. really go. Like, <laughs> put your back into it, is what he says. And this dude winds up and he hits this tank and all the glass breaks. <laughs> all windows? They all just shatters. <laughs> and, he's, and he's in front of an audience and you just hear him go, uh, well, that's not supposed to happen. We'll work on that. <laughs> and you're like, he's oh. like, Cut the cameras. <laughs> Cut the cameras. What a humiliating... <laughs> he hits him and then he goes, why would you do that? Why would you hit it that hard? He starts gaslighting him. Why would whoa, you hit whoa, that hard? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa who, who, said, who here said to hit that as hard as you could? Who said who that? Who gave you a hammer? <laughs> Where'd you even get that? Did you come in with that? Security, get him out of here. Uh, Guys, that wasn't the real tank. Sorry about that. Love you, Elon. It's just... <laughs> I don't. It's just like oh, that... Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that clip of... Do you know Ray J? Mm-hmm. there's, there's yeah. like a clip of him on a show of some kind and he comes out with like i think they're they're like glasses <laughs> that can convert i think they're like reading glasses but they're also like cool mm-hmm. stylish glasses and then he's like they're unbreakable yeah. and then the host is like i'm feeling it right now and i feel like i could break them and he's like go ahead try he's like put it on the ground stop on it he goes i'm not gonna do that and he goes because you know and then he was like, you want, really want me to try and break them? He goes, yeah. And then he just snaps them in half easily with very little force. And then he's just staring. They're just staring at each other. I know exactly what video you're talking about. And I'm starting to realize in this moment that it's my favorite genre of video. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, just some men being wrong. <laughs> men being wrong. Being like, this is unbreakable. Yeah. It is the most rock hard thing that you've ever felt. And you're like, certainly it's <laughs> Okay. okay I like how they don't, they're also not like quick enough to like make up a lie and be like that was a test and you failed now try the real ones like they can't even think that fast somehow they're bad they're like the most toxic of users and they're bad at it (laughs) yeah it's just like when i tell people like when sometimes because men obviously my um job is literally terrorizing them on the internet and um sometimes they'll be so violently racist towards me obviously Mm -hmm. um because they're bigoted and they kiss their mom on the mouth and then they'll tell me like They'll, they'll be so racist towards me, but they picked the wrong race. And then I'm like, you can't even be bigoted correctly. Like, that's not the right race. You would never make it in the clan. <laughs> you wouldn't last a day in the clan. <laughs> they would kick you out so fast. They'd revoke your membership card easily. Oh, uh, that, I think that's a new one for me. You would never make it. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be ashamed to have you. They really would. Yeah. They would. They would, no way they would let you in. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan Sliced. In fruit and life, there's no juice without the slice. It's what freed the pineapple from the rind and turned your old jeans into cute jorts. Introducing Captain Morgan Sliced, four cocktail-inspired, ready-to-drink flavors. Pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find Sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan & Co., Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus only. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place we're always daydreaming about. Whether it's the snow-capped mountains, white sand beaches, a best friend's wedding, or even a hometown visit, 
We all have one. My happy place personally is my second home, which is in Hawaii. And everybody knows because that's where I've been living and I live there and in California. And I love Hawaii and I love traveling there. So wherever your happy place is, Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. And did you know that when you bundle and save with Priceline, you can save up to $625 when you book your flights and hotels together? We all know the feeling. A hundred open tabs across 50 different sites trying to find the best deal. Just use Priceline and simply book your entire trip in one place. They truly have deals you cannot find anywhere else. And everybody loves a good deal, girl. So make sure you get that value off of Priceline. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. Sometimes, oh, oh fuck, what else did I see recently? Oh, okay. I remember. Um, someone told me something absolutely unbelievable about a man that I despise. Right. (laughs) And I can't say who it was, but like, I truly was like, Oh my God. When she told me this news and it was just about this horrible dude. And she told me, she told me that he paid uh, a woman $1,700 to see her boobs no no when you hear that you're like that's unbelievable that's truly did he have seventeen hundred dollars no he didn't he took it out on a credit card just to see just to see just not to touch to see and then i said in person and she goes no a picture girl girl i told her girl the way that i think men are so fucking dumb like (laughs) she told me that i was like girl men are so stupid i i that's genuinely (laughs) hitting me in like the most like cringe area of my body like i feel sick to myself men are so fucking dumb like like also the phrase like to see your boobs like (laughs) (laughs) you know you could just google boobs and like you don't it doesn't have to cost you a dollar but then the the kink for him must be like having no money and using the last of his funds to see boobs like that's the the whole kink has to be it because boobs are so readily available. if anything it's camp wow <laughs> it's iconic like, it's camp at that point i just want to let the audience know that we had to take a break because the producers came in and said you're you're bashing men too much <laughs> And, that, and now you have to name They're five, holding a gun five to my things head you like about them. They're pointing one at me. It's a small gun. <laughs> it's a pathetically small gun, and I'm not afraid to die. <laughs> on so camera. jokes on you. <laughs> I have no fear of death. That for sure. That's so funny. Yeah, what were we saying? Oh, men are stupid. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were talking yeah. about Unbelievable. your friend boobs. We yeah. were really talking Seen about seeing a picture of boobs, boobs. like. Can you imagine going like like ballooning in payments on your credit card because you paid to see boobs? That's crazy. No, I can't. But can you also, imagine telling the IRS that? Sorry, yo, had a rough night. Why you had to tell your mom? <laughs> You're like, mom, I need more cash. You don't, don't understand. Ask. She's beautiful. I just want to see her breasts. <laughs> God damn, that's crazy. Unbelievable, really. I I even like one time I explained. I don't know why I was like telling my. Why was I telling my? in-laws this i was like telling them about how like girls make money like selling even like feet pics like they'll sell like yes. feet pictures god bless and they were like blown away they were like really that's crazy i'm like yeah and they make a lot of money like they'll make like six soldiers. figures off that truly yeah literally mm-hmm. and uh i was like they were like why though like why why do people want to see that and i was like by people i think you mean men uh-huh. majority and it's because they're dumb i do I think the they're answer. dumb i think that they're not 
I I think I have a fascination with men's attitude towards sex because they act like it's so hard to get. And I'm like, no, dog, I'd be doing it all the time. <laughs> it's actually quite easy <laughs> when you're not awful. It's so easy. It's actually quite easy. But yeah. I think what they're really not addressing is like their bad personalities and personal hygiene. Truly. Where they're like, no one will fuck me. And I'm like, no, people, people want to fuck all the time because it feels nice. Yeah. People don't want to fuck you because you're mean. They don't want to fuck you. It's not that they don't want to fuck. They just don't want to fuck you. <laughs> and that's a you problem once again. <laughs> I think, too, like, even with... Uh, I talked about that with Caleb, like, because Caleb was like, actually, like, if you just, like, I don't know, like, have, like, a favorite artist or something, it's pretty easy to talk to women and then hopefully get laid <laughs> at some point, right? Oh, beautiful. Yeah, like, it's pretty... If you, like, listen to them and you're nice... You have to like women in order to have, have sex, sex with, with them. them. Yeah. yeah, and Most I Most times, yeah. I do think that we're having... I think we're in this like really clear cultural moment where we're finding out that men don't like women. Truly, actually, though, like they're attracted to them, they just don't like them. Yeah, as people. Yes, <laughs> as like autonomous humans. Yeah, they're like, oh, they're pretty, and then then they're mad about it, and, like, and then they start doing this, and I just oh. that didn't seem like part of the package <laughs> no, when no. I saw it online. So, but that's you know that's the real that's the real like kind of funny thing about entitlement is like you know raising these these boys to believe that they won't inherit the earth. Like what they didn't do is inherit any skills or listening ability. <laughs> and so, like and, Everybody else, like women and queer people, yeah. like all of us had to like, we grew up being like, you're not going to get anything. And we were like, okay, well, I guess I'll learn to read. <laughs> and then we can go on I guess on I'll dates. get funny. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be funny. I'll develop my skills. And then we go on dates and we're like, what skills did you develop to survive? And then we go home and we fuck each other. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, they go on dates with you and they're like, well, I guess like here you are. This is the next much Messiah. <laughs> This is pretty much it. You're welcome, by the way. Yeah. Okay, we're going to switch gears really quick so I can tell ER about my horrible experience at something I cannot relate to y'all. Yes. It was an event. Um, basically, I went and I was like feeling myself. I was feeling good, feeling uh -huh. cute, feeling uh -huh. fresh. Um, fell twice. Oh. The first time I fell, I've never fallen at anything. I was, I've worn harder to wear heels. I've worn higher mm -hmm. heels. Yeah. I just, I don't know what happened. Plus, I was wearing a wig. No. Um, so like the first time I fell, yeah. this is like tea, right? The first time I fell, I fell in front of a man that I don't like personally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> someone in the industry. I don't like him because he was extremely rude to me the first time I met him. Mm -hmm. And he was just pissed off because I didn't know who he was. Oh, yeah. I love that. Um, which is so funny to me because like look at me like do i look like the bitch that's in your demographic i doubt it i don't know a single do man's any name. of the bitches who like you look like me i doubt it so like i don't know why you're shocked <laughs> i don't know what the fuck your name is mm -hmm. anyways so he and i like with the first time we met he was so rude to me this was like a year ago and i made a mean ass joke back which roused the crowd made uh -huh. him hate me more lovely don't give a fuck yeah. but he's also afraid of me so he's never going to talk about me so i'm like all right see ya <laughs> see then now. fast forward to this event i ate shit in front of him <laughs> he looked at me he looked at me fall didn't offer to help looked away and then i thought to myself you kind of ate me up <laughs> you kind of got me <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, you know what? One one on the scoreboard. <laughs> Jokes on me. Jokes on you. Got me. Listen. Oh, he wow. got his lick back. I'm okay admitting it. That's hilarious. To I me. I know every <laughs> moment in my life where I've had a okay. Yeah, like a weird yeah. rude encounter. One on one, like <laughs> it's one to one because there are so few instances where I've lost. Exactly. You know what I mean? Where someone's exactly. been rude and I haven't been able to like top it with like a funny exactly. joke. Exactly. And so every single one that I've missed, where I've been like, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I like diary about it on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never. I punish myself. Oh. I got caught slipping. I'm never gonna get caught again. I'll promise you that. I took yeah. one of these home. I think too. Like when he did that, and I saw, and I got up, and I was like, no, it's sick. Love. I love when men um, mm-hmm. do shit I like love. that. I love that. Um, <laughs> I got up. I was telling my sister was with me, and I was telling. I was like, he kind of ate me up. <laughs> he kind of got me. You know what? That was funny. But now you like him. I said, yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, maybe we are, maybe we have a lot more in common than I thought. You feel closer to him yeah. now. We uh, found common ground. Mm-hmm. And I even remember thinking, I'm like, next time we meet, maybe we'll be friends. <laughs> maybe we'll develop a relationship. It's real. I, when mm-hmm. I was a teenager, I got in a fist fight with this girl. Really? And T. we were like, truly so evenly matched that at one point we were like, <laughs> <laughs> so we stopped mid ass kicking and, and we like, became really close. And you're like, you yes. got me up a little bit. A hundred percent. And we're like, I guess this would go on forever. Do you just want to get really close? You're like, like, I'm exhausted. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. And then I came out. Mm. And then you said all the pieces came together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're beating each other's ass and then like kind of fall in love and like <laughs> enemies to lovers arc. Huh. <laughs> you're all this is something I need to confront. Yeah. I'll be back. Yeah, yeah. Let's put a pin in this fight and I'll come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then maybe we'll feel differently after. Thank you for teaching We confront me. some things. Yeah. A hundred percent. Was that like a young were you young? When that oh you were in high school. You said you were in high school. Uh this was actually this was a middle school fight. Oh shit. And and at like a summer camp. <laughs> and we got in this fight and then became really close. And then shortly after I started mm. dating my first girl. Nice. And that was, well, you know. Your first girl. First girl. First kill. Very, first kill. <laughs> also, least favorite phrase, body count. Ugh, I've been listening to that phrase recently, and I just want to tell the children, that's sick. It is. Y'all are fucked up. We, we would just say your number, like the number of people you slept with. Body yeah. count? What the hell are y'all talking about? If you're not what talk- are y'all doing to each other that you're calling it a body count? Literally. Cut it the fuck out. <laughs> Enough. God damn it. I'm sick of this. That's the straight agenda. The heterosexual the, agenda. The heterosexual agenda is body count. It is. Yeah. It's awful. The way that, uh, especially like every man that spawns out of a sewage drain um, <laughs> starts a podcast and then goes bald simultaneously. I don't know if it's a coincidence. It's science. God. I don't know what it is. And when they do it, they talk about body count all the time. And they're like, Lord. oh, well, I, you know, if she has a high body count and she it's like that bullshit ass metaphor they always use. They're like, well, you wouldn't buy a car with a lot of miles on it. Ooh. And I was like. And I wouldn't come to your house yes, and kill I you would. with a gun. But see, like now we're just talking what ifs. Like those, we're talking hypotheticals. Babe. I might like, do both. <laughs> I love fact, vintage vehicles, and I'm very violent. <laughs> and I'm also homicidal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At times, yes. Yeah. I think too, like that kind of behavior. I'm always like, if you have to like make up metaphors about inanimate objects in order to prove why you're involuntarily celibate, I think that you have a bigger problem. I. I heard the issue at best hand. one today. I heard the best one. It was so sloppy. It was like, you know, that, that like male philosopher vibe. Mm-hmm. And it was the this guy kind. being like, well, how do you feel about when people say, and it's saying this to a woman, because um, she's talking about 
he's asked her about her body count and she mm-hmm. and he's like well what about how if a key fits oh, God. <laughs> in many locks you call it a master key yeah but if a lock fits any key it's called a shitty lock <laughs> and i was I said like poetry yo y'all are so dumb <laughs> I believe climate change is happening to kill off specifically men. (laughs) That's your greatest conspiracy. Well, and I'm sorry, but like sperm count is down. I think that God is starting the climate change at at the nutsack. It's straight up, and he's starting with y'all. Yeah, he's starting. He's rapturing, and he's starting with y'all. He heard y'all say that thing about like a a master key versus a shitty lock, and he's like, he said, fast forward it, move it up a hundred years. Zap those tadpoles. (laughs) Yeah, I'm killing it off now. I'm just coming to the source. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, that key and lock bullshit. As I made a video about that once, and I was like, well, you know who has a lot of keys? A janitor, (laughs) and that's what you are. cleaning up my shit bitch that's what you are i'm all sorry love to janitors you, love like y'all. if uh if a woman is pro- having sex all the time it's probably because she's good at it and she enjoys it which i think is actually the thing that they don't like about Period. it they don't yeah, want and it involves consent so that's what yeah. they don't like about that they're like mm-hmm. Ugh, they're not she big likes sex well then she's not gonna be impressed by me <laughs> <laughs> they, they have to find virgins because they're like oh when i smash this thing into her she might not be impressed you know what i mean like, <laughs> Based off previous history, yeah, I don't want to got a great track record. Which is like, I think, kind of the opposite in gay world. We like, mm-hmm. we like, love it when you've had multiple partners because we're like, oh, you know how to love. Yeah, <laughs> truly. You know, it's. I just saw two uh, two girls. They have like their own podcast, and they were talking about this fallacy of body count, or whatever. Especially when it comes to men. I'm um, talking about women, and they were saying that they think when men have a lot of sexual partners. Uh, it means that they're not good in bed. Yes. Uh, because no one comes back. Mm-hmm. Like, you have no repeat yes. at all because they're like, that was the worst two minutes of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm never doing that again. Whereas when women have a lot of sexual partners, it means she's really good in bed because she's like got a bunch of dudes lining up, right? Yes. Who want to experience it. But and with she's women, saying next. Yeah. She's, she she's, gets to decide, especially according to their rhetoric. It's like, well, women, like, it's a lot harder for men to have sex because women get to decide. I'm like, yeah, because you guys would oh. fuck a hole in a tree. That's not my fault. And listen, <laughs> if I had a penis, I'd probably try to fuck a tree too. Trees are hot. Okay. And let's talk about it. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> like, I've been around a lot of trees recently that I'm like, <laughs> but I can't because I'm not going to lick bark. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, eight to 12 inches, which is how big my spiritual dick is, yeah. away from the tree coming closer to it over and over again i do that there you go like bark no we'll see and i wish more people would be honest like yourself <laughs> and by people i mean men yeah i, I hope my mom tunes honest. in for this my mom's like trying to like constantly trying to figure out i think what's happening for gay sex and i'm just gonna be like it's actually just free fucking <laughs> she just she want to be on a newsletter or yes <laughs> if there was the one oh she'd be signed up subscribed yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, love it. Yeah. Like the New York Times subscription. Yes, absolutely. But it's just and a I newsletter. Would edit the shit out of that. <laughs> you should pen it. You should start it. You should. I support you. On on what? The notes app or what are we writing on now? <laughs> this time on notes yeah. app, yeah. yeah. You say you have to you have to have notes though in order to get it. Oh <laughs> paying for everything now. <laughs> okay. 
let's get back on topic okay we didn't even go over our topic our topic for today is non-binary representation in media because obviously er is non-binary and someone who is trailblazing in the world of media uh, when did you come out as non-binary um probably around 2017 mm-hmm. okay and uh you know there are so many people that have been non-binary before me yeah. and there are going to be so many after me mm-hmm. and i think i think the the thing that made it special at right around that time is actually that it was it was not that this thing had not existed it was the I happened to be on TV mm. when the conversation was really starting yeah, in a large way, yeah. kind of across the general public for the first time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like in feminist circles, women and gender studies, yeah. like when in that talk about the two spirit, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We A lot of people have been having this conversation. I just happened to be on TV. Yeah. And so I was really lucky in that way to be able to become like a person that people could point to as an example of what they were talking about when this conversation was getting started yeah have you seen like especially when you were on tv and obviously you're like extremely representative of a very underrepresented Mm -hmm. uh group in especially in the world of entertainment it's like unheard of really um did you see like a did you feel like any sort of pressure because you're like kind of like braving it alone for a little bit as far as like in the public eye on in mainstream media or did you feel like almost like I don't know I guess I honored to carry the torch in that sense both yeah like I I think that you do carrying the torch is pressure like you think about those poor motherfuckers (laughs) at the Olympics that are like actually carrying the torch I know people are like what an honor I'm like what a nightmare like you wouldn't be running the whole time in like (laughs) (laughs) the anxiety if you trip if that flame goes out like literally the whole world is watching and you're like like actually Like, like, sorry, guys, it's my first day. I feel that way all the time yeah. about queer stuff. Mm-hmm. I just happen to also really love it. Like, mm-hmm. I love talking about being queer. I mm-hmm. love queer studies. Yeah. I love being a feminist. Like, I love all these things. And so it was a lot of the literature that I was consuming anyway yeah. was helping me be on, uh, help, helping me get the footing yeah. to be able to have those conversations. It's always scary when you... Uh, become a representative Mm -hmm. because you're also like constantly trying to talk to the audience about like we're not a monolith and like especially trans and non-binary people like we all look very very different Mm -hmm. and have different relationships with our gender but it it does make you when you become like an activist or like a a mouthpiece for your community you have to be really careful to make sure that you're being as inclusive as possible yeah and also you know, you can look at different non-binary representatives and each one of us are doing something different for our community. Yeah. And so some of us are being like, this is this is the really heady conversation mm-hmm. um, or this is the this is the most general conversation. I've really tried to have a conversation about like joy. Yeah. And which you, is like really important, especially now. Yes. Yeah. And and frankly, using like white privilege mm-hmm. and skinny privilege to mm-hmm. have a conversation about being non-binary in spaces where like brown people might not be invited. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, or, absolutely. or now we're having a conversation about non-binary people who are also plus size, like uh-uh, not going to be invited into that space. Yeah. And so I'm worming my way in and being like a representative in those spaces where other people might not be allowed and trying to 
to broaden the public's understanding yeah so that my community can have an easier time yeah absolutely i think that's so wonderful and also important especially when you talk about leveraging privilege in order to like keep the door open because it's hard enough as it is to get in uh, uh, but it, you add more intersections right uh, in which you sit oppressed and then it gets even harder to get through the door yes and so i think i guess like my other question would be do you feel do you feel like the tides have shifted at all because of the exposure? Do you think in a in somewhat positive way? I know it's also very awful because there's a lot of, and I've talked about this on the show before, but there's like a lot of like anti-trans like legislation going on right now and like trans genocide and there's a lot of erasure, especially when it comes to the trans community as a whole and mm-hmm. non-binary people as a whole. Um, so do you think that it's moving positively at least a little bit, even if it feels like it's like one step forward, two steps back? I... The the answer is that we can see movements like this throughout time to varying degrees of mm-hmm. like horrificness, right? Yeah. So like if you look at slavery right after slavery is not beautiful emancipation. It's mm-hmm. emancipation plus the Jim Crow era. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you have the, the 70s movement uh, mm-hmm. where we like pass the ERA. It goes straight into the 80s, which is like a seriously neoliberal, like toxically capitalist time yeah. where women are kind of sent back into the home in this awful way. Yeah. After being told that they were going to be ent- entering the workforce, like yeah. after every movement gains after every like group of oppressed people gets a freedom or a yeah. liberty or even a bit of confidence, which I think is what you were seeing with transness, yeah. there is a backlash to it. Yeah. And they the they're obsessed with us. Like yeah. these people that hate trans people, they're obsessed with us. They and they're are. only obsessed with us because when you're at the top of the pyramid, which we understand there doesn't need to be a pyramid, but yeah. they're at the top of it, they're constantly having to kick people down. Yeah. To make sure that they stay on the point. And so they're watching trans people be like, you know what? I'm feeling okay about myself. Yep. I love my community and mm-hmm. I actually don't even need to be on the pyramid. Mm-hmm. And so instead of even having to kick trans people down, they're flailing. Yeah. Because we're like, no, 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 we don't want to we don't want the fucking pyramid. Yeah. We don't want it. We want to have our own communities. I want to be left alone. Yeah. Actually. I want to be left the fuck alone. And the thing that actually destroys a white supremacist patriarchal capitalist pyramid mm-hmm. is when we say I don't care about you yeah. I want to be left alone yeah. it's, it's the same conversation about entitlement and narcissism that we're yeah. starting to have of like the way that you hurt a narcissist is by not giving them energy at all yep I love my community I, I can't I like legitimately am grateful every day I was not born straight like <laughs> love it i love it here which is fair yeah it's so fair and especially you, now <laughs> it, it, it's it's i mean talking about these conversations with men like i mm-hmm. we're legitimately getting to a point where i think women are starting to see like that like cis at women that love men i we queer people are like we're praying for you girl <laughs> sending like, good vibes yeah because yeah. men are getting so so much more violent right now in a really pushbacky way where like yeah. women are starting to love themselves we've had this body positivity movement we've mm-hmm. had the blm movement we've mm-hmm. had this trans empowerment movement and men are responding with violence like we're having more shootings than ever you know these these acts of domestic terrorism are increasing and so while it's violent now yeah it's violent because we are making progress that's such a great point i never thought of it that way you're so right it's like the pushback is so real it's like uh they like this 
idea of like cat and mouse. And then mm-hmm. when you just remove yourself entirely from it, yeah, they feel powerless, which is the whole point. And I think even with my, my platform specifically, like obviously like I fuck up terrible dudes all the time, willingly <laughs> and happily and voluntarily at the same time though, I feel like for a while, especially in the beginning, there was this conversation that was almost being had every three to six months where like a new white dude would find me and be like, uh-huh. she's just so mean. Oh my God. I think she's just the meanest person alive. I am very fucking mean, probably the meanest person they'll ever come across. And I've never lied about that. I've always <laughs> been very upfront about that. I'm like, I'm a fucking, I'm a cunt and I will be one if I need to be. Mm-hmm. And so it's not something I'm proud of. It's like something I use for good. That's how I see it. Um, I have the ability to be really fucking mean and I only do it to mean and awful people. So, and I feel like what they hate the most, and I had this conversation even on my um, TikTok recently where they want to talk about looks, like they want to uh-huh, call you uh-huh. fat and ugly. They'll say that to the prettiest, skinniest bitch in the world. Like mm-hmm. they don't care. They're going to say it no matter what, because it's a power play. It's a way for them to feel power and like they're exerting something over you. Mm -hmm. And I've told my followers before, like when you remove yourself from the male gaze and you remove male validation from your brain and you like realize that validation doesn't need to come from anyone but me, Mm -hmm. anyone but me and people in my immediate circle that I love and care about are the only people whose opinions should matter to me, but mine should be at the very top. So when you take that power from them, they have like nowhere to go. Like you say they call you ugly and you're like, okay. Yeah. To you. Yeah. And I also think you're ugly. You can't say that to me. <laughs> like when they call me fat and ugly, like they'll say the worst things about my looks and I'm like, okay. Yeah. And you look like you work, like you sell turf in a Sam's club and that's my fault. <laughs> you're mad at me. Why is that my fault? And they're like, see, that's fucked up. You shouldn't say that to me because they're just so not used to women not giving a shit if they don't find you attractive, like well, anyone at all. And they're used to th- this is like I I named my EP that's coming out violence because I've had mm-hmm. this like obsession recently with violence. And I think part of it was, you know, reading all this this these books about queerness and about uh, different forms of community and mm-hmm. communism and communalism and basically thinking about this myth of um, pacifism. Yeah. And that we, we as women and queer people mm-hmm. and trans people are, and the black community yeah. and people of color, like truly yeah. all of these marginalized communities are supposed to take violence from the middle. Yep. In stride, Mm -hmm. we are supposed to take it and keep going, and we are supposed to be "quote unquote" better than them. Yeah, with grace and patience, always. Yeah, and the answer for me now is no. Yeah, actually, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reorienting myself towards violence, (laughs) and it might not look the same as their violence. Like I actually don't feel violence. My form of violence is not othering people. It's not kicking people out of the club. It's that. I have a community I love mm-hmm. and I'm going to take care of it Fair. by all means necessary. Mm-hmm. And I will not watch violence happen to my community and not respond without violence. Period. I do not feel like a pacifist. <laughs> and I don't want to be at one. All. I don't want to be one. And, and that's okay. <laughs> you, you, you make the comment of like, uh, you know, and I'm the meanest person. We, we've, we both were like trained in this way to, I yeah. think, make those comments. Yeah. And Caleb would probably joke about himself in the same way. Caleb Heron, who I was just yeah. listening to y'all's episode. <laughs> but the fact is, you're a very obviously joyful person, yeah. which is why people tune in. Yeah. And the way that you're being mean is satire. It's yeah. like we literally. Were, 
it's all satire. We yeah. live in a, a, a massive, like, patriarchal system. And so it's, I have men in my life that I love. Uh. <laughs> uh. Same. And it's, we have been hearing for so long that queer people are disgusting and yeah. trans people deserve to die yeah. and women should be sexually assaulted if they don't behave. Yeah. And so we make jokes about sperm count decreasing yeah. and men respond with, you should die. Yeah. Like, no, I'm sorry. It is different. Yeah. We're punching up still. That's what I've always told them. And I've even told, I even told someone too once that like they... Well, first of all, you react to my reaction as opposed to reacting to the bigotry first. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. your first knee-jerk thing is to react to me and not to someone who antagonized me. So that's one, right? Two, my looks play a factor. Like, me not being thin and white plays a huge factor, mm -hmm. which I've talked about. But talking about race makes them go like, dah, 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 dah. like they start <laughs> sputtering and they don't know what to say. So not like, this again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, every time. <laughs> like, they just like, because it's true and it it is applicable in every situation but a slur is in their handle yeah. <laughs> and they're like that's different that's a joke <laughs> and i and i even think too like i told someone the fact that you think that i should like you feel entitled to a calm and like reasonable and level-headed response to your active bigotry mm -hmm. is like the problem you feel entitled to it even no matter how awful you are yes to any marginalized person f with no provocation and for no fucking reason uh -huh. um you feel entitled to their patience and their kindness because that is what you've always been afforded uh -huh. your entire life like i've talked about yes. how they hate me so much because my platform is the one table they don't have a seat at and you don't get to defend yourself. I'm not going to let you defend yourself. It's a dictatorship in mine. Yeah. It's a literal dictatorship. Like if I, I get to decide the media that is consumed mm -hmm. on mine. Mm -hmm. I get to tell my loyal subjects what is good and what is bad. And they're smart enough to know the difference. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, that's why I have a platform, right? And you still live with your mom. That's why that happens. Because yeah. you are awful. And I am actually like saying something. I'm like, just because I tell people to suck my wiener doesn't mean that I'm not <laughs> smart enough to have a conversation about intersectionality. Bitch, if you don't recognize that the term wiener is satire, <laughs> you shouldn't like. be in the comment section. <laughs> <Yes>. Nobody <laughs> is saying wiener seriously. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Whether it's a handbag, watch, sneakers, streetwear, or jewelry, eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay authenticity guarantee. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Rockstar Energy Drink. We're all guilty of spacing out from time to time, and Rockstar totally gets that, which is why they've released the all-new Rockstar Focus, made with lion's mane and 200 milligrams of caffeine for an energy and mental boost. Plus, it's available in three delicious zero-sugar flavors, my favorite being the white peach, babe. Visit rockstarenergy.com to learn more. At least 75 milligrams of caffeine has been shown to help improve attention. One time I was talking about, um, I saw something on Twitter, which like that app is absolute dumpster fire, but dead, dead, dead. I saw someone being fat phobic as they typically are on there. Like just the world's worst men in the world. Like oh, there. I thought it was all the world's best people <laughs> <laughs> at Twitter. They had Twitter HQ. That's where they convene. <laughs> and I, uh, saw this guy just, they just rip videos from other platforms and it's like, it's literally just 
normal women going through the workday and eating, um, but they're fat women or plus size women. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, this is disgusting. And it's just a bunch of like horrible pussyless losers just uh-huh. all like being like, oh, disgusting, disgusting. I hate it. And I was talking about like, I was like, the people in the responses to this deserve nothing in this life. Like truly like you will wander through life aimless and without fulfillment for the rest of your lives because the universe is going to withhold that from an awful fucking person Mm -hmm. like yourself. And someone tried to talk to me about like, Oh, it's processed foods. Like blah, blah, blah. I'm like the way all of you get an MD. The the minute you see a fat person living is crazy. You see that person eating a snack online and they're like, well, clearly they have, all these different ailments that I wouldn't know because I didn't even graduate from high school. Listen to me when I say this. <laughs> Men's obsession with women's eating, it takes y'all famously 45 minutes to shit. <laughs> Who's eating better? <laughs> okay? Who am I taking health tips from? Yeah. Even when I say them, when they try to comment on my body, I'm like, well, send me a picture of your shirtless body. I, I need to know the physique. <laughs> I need to see it. I want to know who's giving me the tips. I will pay you $1,700 <laughs> to see your boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see them. I'll send you the money. And I can't send promise me your I cash won't <laughs> I can't make that promise to you. Yeah. <laughs> and I even talked to someone, like, they literally were like, oh, it's all processed foods, like, blah, blah, blah. And I even said in my thing, I'm like, do y'all want to have a conversation about why some people only have access to uh-huh. processed foods? Do you guys really, do you guys want to talk about redlining? Do you guys want to have that conversation? Oh, here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, or does the conversation only begin and end with fat phobia? We were just having fun. <laughs> then they're like, ah, oh, you take things so seriously. Ooh. It was a joke. The, a joke. The way that they've weaponized it was just a joke, and yet none of it is funny at all. Yeah, who's laughing? No one's laughing, and that's why y'all aren't comedians. That's why you don't have jobs. <laughs> yeah. I literally, I went to dinner with Caleb, and he had said we were talking about that, like how men like truly they they'll make one fat joke, and they're like, I should quit my job. I should move to LA. <laughs> Move over, Laugh Factory. I'm moving in. Girl, uh, go, I'm going to go workshop a type five at the Laugh Factory tomorrow. My Bring your best fat jokes. My favorite, <laughs> when I was like 18 or 19, I was like starting in Chicago and I was like going to see stand-up to see if that was something I wanted to do. And I went to this open mic and it was, this guy was up there and it was me and another person and we were the only not male people in yeah. this space. Yeah. And... He immediately was like, oh, we got two ladies here. And we were like, okay, like, I'm like nervous. Yeah. Uh-oh. And then his set truly started with like, I hate my girlfriend. I wish she was the, if I could kill her, this is, and we were like, okay, well, we should head out. And so we stood up to leave. And mind you, he'd just been like, hey, beautiful girlies, 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 ladies, girls. And so we stood up to leave and he was like, Fuck you, bitch! (laughs) And he started screaming. We didn't know this man. We had not interacted at all outside of him being on stage. And the switch was so fast that I was on a dime. And at that time, I thought I was bisexual. (laughs) And so I actually came on this podcast to thank him. (laughs) Trixie and Katya call that buy now, gay later. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And that was me, but I was converted. Like, I did straight-up gay conversion therapy, and it was me just trying to be bi. Really? Me going into the world and being like, I feel like if I have sex with some more men, maybe it will make my mom realize how hard I tried to be straight. <laughs> and then so every time I would do it, I'd be That's like... so sad. Oh, like, I, 
Uh, you're like clocking in. <laughs> you're like time to get in there. Truly clocking in. Or the times that I was like, this was fun. I realized it was because I was having an experience of being like, my body's beautiful. You're, you're just looking at yourself the whole time. <laughs> like, and that's so real. Yeah, I am. And that's so serving real. right now. You're like. And then I check in the mirror. You're like, hundred <laughs> percent. Then checking in with him and being like, shut up. Mm-mm-mm. You're like, I honestly forgot you were here. Yes. Now I'm bummed out. Yeah. I feel the vibe's been killed. Now. When I when I did, was having sex with men, I feel the same way about my body that I do when I have my period, which is like most of the time I feel very genderless. And then when I'm on my period, I full ass am the most beautiful woman on earth. <laughs> Like, like the hormones t- truly take over my body and my like tits get ma- massive mm-hmm. and I'm walking around and I'm like kind of glowing and I'm like, maybe I should get pregnant. <laughs> and, then, and then my period stops and I'm like, oh, these bags of sand. <laughs> like it's a full hormonal non-binary yeah. experience. And you're like, constantly. I don't know that person at all. Actually, uh-uh. I kind of lost my nut a little bit. I hate her. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. That was a mistake. Yeah, that, I was talking. That crazy. was on me, but the titties was nice. <laughs> We liked it, um, but I was uh, temporarily <laughs> yeah, not impaired. myself. Yeah, I was somebody else for a minute. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's my DUI. It's like Jim Carrey in the mask. Yeah. You just put it on, turn it into a different person. That is me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I relate to him a lot, Yeah, actually. Jim, Jim Carrey in the mask is the trans experience. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I get canceled? God. <laughs> I'm waiting in the wings. I think... I think the experience with like that's so real if you're like i look so good (laughs) especially with men i think too it's like i've talked about before how like men when men are like oh i'm not attracted to you i'm like sure buddy Mm -hmm. that's why you've commented on my last 10 photos like i do that to people i think are ugly i for (laughs) sure do people i that i find disgusting i follow them on everything a hundred percent. That's what I do personally. When in reality, <laughs> we don't even know that they exist. Like when I don't find you attractive and I go to your profile and I, cause I'm trying to see who was calling me yeah. like, uh, like a faggot. I like go to the thing and it's, it's like just the American flag. And then you've got three photos of you sitting on the back of your truck. And yeah. you, once I see who you are, yeah, I never think about you ever again. <laughs> For the rest of my life or yours. I, you become yep. so dead to me. No one's been more dead than you folks to me. And when I go to your profile and I see that it's just some woman with like a cross, it's like, be kind, stay blessed. And you have just told me to go kill myself. I never think about you ever again. Nobody's less important to no, anyone truly. than y'all are to I, me. I couldn't pick you out of a lineup, to be honest <laughs> with you. Line them up, they all look the same. It's like paper dolls, like when you cut them and then you just open them, they're all exactly the same. Uh, especially men who hate me. Like, it's. <laughs> I had a guy literally like two days ago. He wrote on a picture of my my boyfriend, like who's like an avid and active like intersectional feminist. It's like very mm. obvious. I mean, obviously he's with me and lucky him but if he was the worst he wouldn't be with me right so the only man we love truly literally and we were he had posted like it it was a brand deal and so uh with our favorite one of our favorite companies change who i did like clothing with and they're so wonderful because they're like me just doing an ad for them but they're just like set their size inclusive and genderless clothing which we love and stand and it's sustainable too which is awesome so they have this shirt that we did um brand deals for and it says like respecting only respecting women you're attracted to is not respecting women. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is what it says on the shirt. And so my boyfriend posted pictures in it, and obviously he loves the shirt. We both uh, 
love like we both advertise the same article of clothing and this guy literally commented on the picture and was talking shit on me like basically saying like i i call people ugly so that shirt is like hypocritical and i'm like it says respect i don't respect you that's the part you're missing i I have no respect for men who are who hate women for no fucking reason i don't respect them at all Uh -uh. so i'm allowed to call them ugly by the rules like by the rules that you're laying out yes i find them ugly yes and i said i've said misogynists are ugly and that includes you that's like all i wrote back to him and you're proving my point once again add another point to the board i love that i think that's so true i think i think most of the time when when i'm thinking about appearance i actually have a really serious filter in my brain where if you're a good person i will genuinely be like they're the hottest person that ever lived (laughs) and the minute that you're a bully i'll like look at your page i don't give a shit disgust you are disgust and disdain and just everything about you makes gives me the ick and it's actually it's actually feels physical to me where people yeah. will be like, oh, I know he did that thing, but he's so hot, and I legitimately cannot I can't. see it. Me either. I Me can't either. see it. It's gone. It's, it's like, gone. It's literally gone. But it's so you lost unimportant. your chance. But we we are in an industry where people are beautiful. So yeah. like you know what I mean. And that is a benefit to that's like a benefit to your job yeah. is being an attractive person and so yeah. And so it really loses it its effect. Like <laughs> I'm not out here being like wowed by like yeah. other celebrities that I'm working with yeah. I'm like wowed when someone is really kind yeah. and talks to the PAs especially in this industry yes yeah. and is like is off book <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. I'm like wow what a stunningly gorgeous person no no actually and that's because you see people as humans you don't see yes. them as like things and that's yeah. the difference like Ooh. men men see women as objects and with no autonomy or brain or or thoughts or feelings which is why they're like this one's ugly this one's not and but it also at the same time they're so fickle with that ideology too because I don't know if you saw recently, but like I guess on Twitter there was like this trend going around where they were calling Margot Robbie and Zendaya ugly, and I said, <laughs> "You've all gone insane. Uh, the world is truly ending. What the fuck are you talking? Like respectfully, what the fuck are you talking about?" And I talked about it in a video because I'm like, these men, like, like I just like respectfully or disrespectfully, I don't give a fuck how you take it. Look in the mirror. They look like dog treats, bro. Just be honest with yourself. Like, be honest with yourself. Like, if if you were in front, like, let's just say Margot Robbie lost her mind for a second and was like, you, I want you to come to my house and kiss me on the lips. You're telling me that you'd be like, you're ugly. No, <laughs> you're a fucking liar. Like, you're the same guy who would pay $1,700 to see a picture of boobs. Oh. I don't believe you. I think you're a liar. I think that men feel the same way about women that I feel about an Alexa, where they're like, they are looking at this thing as an object. So when it has thoughts and feelings, they're like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And when I want to turn on a radio and it's like, what do you want to listen to? I'm like, bitch. (laughs) Don't start with me today. I did not come here for a conversation. (laughs) I need a speaker. (laughs) You have one job and you're not even doing that. No, no, no. You're not even doing that. Uh uh-uh. uh. And I, t- I even told, that's why I said like male validation is fucking worthless. It's so worthless. It's so fickle. It's not real. It's not 100%. based in anything. And I was like, it's because it just, it doesn't mean anything. Like they're going to look at Zendan and be like, ugly girl. And then the only pictures they could use of her were pictures where she's playing 
someone going through active addiction on euphoria <laughs> and they're like well look oh and i'm sorry but like and even then she has no makeup on her face and she's gorgeous it's one of the hotter things i've ever seen her do with euphoria <laughs> because you realize like just how like bare bones like she has to be to be that gorgeous <laughs> no truly and was like the so queer chic like yeah beautiful fucking like under eye lines and like all this like Oh my god, and the big hair and the baggy clothing. I like that was for me. <laughs> for I don't me, know what the fuck y'all are talking about. That was moving. <laughs> that was moving because I'm also getting to the age where like I, you know, that that like that like Tom Holland is coming up and mm-hmm. you know he's he's like this like sex icon for yeah. like I guess like teens and stuff. And I'm like, but no, he's a teen. And then yeah. I look it up and he's like 22, and I'm like, what? <laughs> You're whoa, all, he's literally whoa, a child. Whoa. Yeah. So then, so I, it's it's a really funny thing with Zendaya where I just wasn't paying attention to her at all because she was younger and I hadn't grown up watching her on like Disney Channel. Or yeah, anything. same. And then I was saw her old by the on time Euphoria. She was on Channel. It was like this is our next queer icon. Literally had no idea. <laughs> had no idea that this was like the most famous person on earth. Yeah. Known for her beauty. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like part of the allure to someone like Tom Holland is how he is with her like that's like a huge portion of like what fine what women find attractive about him and that's the that's the true tea isn't it because he's like he's not ugly by any means but she is like a show-stoppingly beautiful like she is just like truly like you couldn't find a face like that like she's gorgeous like so incredibly uh unique in the way she looks and he is just like in love with her and, it's uh, and the he's a white thing ever. And he's a white British guy. Like mm-hmm. he's like a run of the mill white dude, right? Absolutely. Which is not shade. I'm being serious. Like he's just like he's a, a good looking white man. Yes. And she's a like a jaw dropping one of a kind face and talent. And that's why you like people are like, oh my god, he's so sexy. And it's literally because he is nice to her. Yeah. Like he and, and he respects her and loves her and, and doesn't like, stand on like an apple box on the red carpet next no, to her. Truly. Like lets her wear heels. Let her but like yeah. has you know she wears doesn't heels care if she and does. he's like looking up at her in all these photos and i'm like i'd fuck that little guy <laughs> listen absolutely <hey. laughs> i'd sit on that man <laughs> that's that's what people find attractive and that's it goes back to what we said at the very beginning which is like it's actually quite easy yeah. if you're a man who is attracted to women it's quite easy to catch their fancy as if as long as you're nice but that's too big of an ask for a lot of y'all. And if, that's why you act that way. If you take out sex, if you take out like male yeah. and female and you have a conversation about gender, mm-hmm. that's not like focused on American culturalism. So it's yeah. not about masculinity being dominating and femininity yeah. being like small and helpless and killable. Yes. The, the real conversation that you can s- start to have is that masculinity is this beautiful, sweet, joyful little ball of chaos mm-hmm. that we love. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I find that that is like how my masculinity shows itself in, in the playful side of things. Yeah. And in the reverse of that, femininity over here is this big, wide, beautiful, mm-hmm. powerful calm. Yeah. And so if you look at masculinity and femininity and why they pair so well together is masculinity really entertains femininity because yeah. it's so calm and mm-hmm. beautiful and big. And here's this small, chaotic, joyful little thing. <laughs> and then in real life, oftentimes a mask person or a male person tends to be bigger. Yeah. Right. So they're physically bigger. But that what that can really equate to is if I'm bigger than something, it's my job to protect it. Yeah. So 
I'm getting to serve this thing that is spiritually larger than me, which yeah. is how I feel about women. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to, uh, with my little joyful ball of chaos, I get to be, I'm bigger than my partner and I get to spiritually like, or physically foster her vastness. Yeah. And I think that American men in particular mm-hmm. think that masculinity is I'm bigger than her. So I'm better than her and, and I have to dominant. keep her in her place. Yeah. But because that means that they don't understand femininity. It yeah. means they can't fuck. And it means they can't love. Period. And they're like, why am I alone? It's because you do not love femininity for exactly what it is, which Period. is the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, that's so, wow, look at you, so insightful. I think to go based off what you just said, that's another reason why I think my community that I've built online is obsessed with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Because I'm someone who's like large and loud physically and like spiritually <laughs> uh, and like I'm someone who takes up a lot of space and and like likes to be confident and assured in who I am and what I want in mm-hmm. this life and my boyfriend loves that about me it's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why he fell in love with me which is so anti like man according uh-huh. to their their binary standards mm-hmm. Uh, he lets me be large and beautiful and take up space because that's something that drew him to me. So he knows it's going to draw other people to me. And what's more masculine than that? No, truly. That's what I'm saying. Like he's he's attracted to it because he finds beauty and joy in it. And he mm-hmm. wants other people to experience that, too, about me. And that's me just gassing myself. But that's him. No, that's, that's you gassing him. Me. And that's what he's told me. And he's told me, like, that's. I made him want to be a better man. I made him want to be a better person. I made him want to try harder and be more loving and empathetic and open. And that's all you can really ask of a partner, right? Mm-hmm. Like someone who makes you want to be a better person. So that's why I'm like binary aside because gender's not real. It's literally a man-made construct. But if we were to operate within it, like if you just give your partner the space to be who they really are, mm-hmm. you'll like you'll experience love and happiness too. I promise you you'll will. expand as well. You will. You'll become a better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you'll level up and you'll be somebody who went their whole life. Like I had a guy once tell me like if I had seen her five years ago, I would have hated her too. Like if I had seen her. Like it was like a mm-hmm. cis straight white man. And he's like, but five years ago like I was miserable and I was unhappy but he said he did a lot of the work like he really sat with himself and was like why am I so unhappy like why am I so angry why am I so unhappy and he did a lot of reading and he read a lot about you know the different systemic oppression structures that Mm -hmm. exist in our world he read a lot about the patriarchy he read a lot about capitalism he read about feminism right and just intersectionality in general and he educated himself and he realized that he was so unhappy because he was trying to fit into a box that didn't leave him any space to truly be who he wanted to be without fear of judgment or retaliation Mm because men are violent. So he said once he came to terms with that and he did all this reading and he became a better person, he like found a better life. Like he Mm -hmm. found love and happiness and joy and fulfillment. And so he was like, I'm grateful now that I existed in a like, in a space where I could like confront that and be honest with myself and move forward and grow. And he was saying how he compared me to this story of like a dog and a nail. And he was saying like every day you hear a dog sit on a nail and it yelps, but it never moves. Right. It doesn't sit anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And when the, when you ask like, why does the dog keep sitting if it hurts? Uh, the answer is because it doesn't hurt enough yet. 
right? So he's like, someone like her needs to hurt people just enough for them to really think about like, why do why does she bother me so much? Like, why yeah. does that content hit me? Right? Why does that make me feel some type of way? And you kind of confront your own internalized biases. Well, and in decentering himself, he finds community. Yeah, right? like, actually, you, you can't be in the middle of something and not feel isolated. Yeah, like once you become, once you start to really listen to and like gather other people around you in a respectful and beautiful way you find that group that you're looking for and then you're not as lonely. But if you are the center of the universe, what a lonely place to be. Truly. And you're the only person there. Like, yeah. It's like, and no one wants to be around you because you Boring. think you're the center of the fucking universe. Yeah. So speaking of community, though, and yep. finding community. Yes. Let's talk about the community you found within music. Oh, yeah. What's going on with you and your music journey? You know, I am so lucky right now. I've got a bunch of uh, friends that are doing really well in the music space and they are all queer. Period. Yes. I love that. Um, and... I, I met a lot of these people. I was doing Lucy Dacus' uh, music video for Night Shift. Love, love, love. I love Lucy. Mm-hmm. An absolute icon. And Lucy had brought all of these people in for the video that, that she knew from other spaces, mm-hmm. um, other you know sectors of her art world. And we all found each other. We met at this video, and we all just became this little unit that now like we travel and we do vacations together and (laughs) we're in each other's music videos and we go to each other's premieres and and so in you know I'll name some of the queer artists that are in that space like Liza Ann Mm -hmm. my friend Liza Ann has just came out with uh, their single Cheerleader which is this awesome non-binary anthem Um, and Becca Mancari is coming out with music a Mm -hmm. a great album and also all these themes of being like a person of color and a non-binary person in this space and you Boy Genius is doing so iconically well right now it's like it's so awesome to watch all these queer artists do well and Mm -hmm. at the same time that this was happening i had been i was writing and finalizing my album like i had recorded it all and was congratulations thank you and now i'm in the the i've been spending all these these last few months like being in their music videos Mm -hmm. and like kind of amping them up and so it's i actually feel really like warm because i had a single called bad man come out last week and all of those same people who I've been like, you know, really amped about their art are amped about mine. And yeah. that's like the beauty of community is truly like, it's just so nice. I'd like you can call it a fucking echo chamber if you want to. But what it really is, is like I love mm-hmm. the, these people and their art and they love me and my art. And so we are we're like making each other excited. Yeah. And affirming each other, like giving each mm-hmm. other words of affirmation and support like costs nothing really and creating supportive no it costs nothing and and to be and to create this queer community like i i do Mm -hmm. think that that's one of the the best things about having queer community is that we know that there's room for all of us yeah it's it's not this like only one shall live mentality yeah and so um yeah i've been getting uh, a lot of great feedback and a lot of great support from these folks about my album violence that's coming out in October Amazing. and like truly, you know, we've been talking about violence though. Yeah. For me, the, the whole concept of the album was writing about like queer love and queer sex and depression and things like this, mm-hmm. but completely decentering the center. And so Period. we live in this, in this, like in my art space, I'm in this like wonderfully queer wild west. <laughs> and these are all the themes that like I'm singing about and exploring. And the violence is that I don't care about what anybody 
else thinks yeah. about this world. Like, Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not trying to make pop music for like straight men to get off to like for them to be like yeah i'm trying to make queer music for queer people and i love it when other people love it but that's what it's for yeah absolutely that's like uh caleb when he said uh he came on the show he told me that his art right obviously his is comedy but he was saying my target audience is not you like when straight men are so like well i hate this well it's not for you that's okay like yeah. you don't have to like in fact please don't i'm okay with that and he was that's not your target audience either if they fall into it and they like it great that's great and the you're not the person do. i'm aiming for the good ones do exactly but you can see when you're on like a spotify or something you like spotify for artists it shows you mm-hmm. the demographics that's listening to your stuff yeah like y'all it, i've got it's like 90 percent women <laughs> and then non-binary people and then it's men like yeah. men are full ass like i oh, know this isn't for me and women and queer people are so trained to to consume art that's not tailored to them yep but men aren't and my like the first song that i came out with is a song called bad man Mm -hmm. and it is legitimately a song that talking to women being like hey there's masculinity over here and we won't hurt (laughs) you so and men were like i'm over i think i'm not gonna listen to that one (laughs) like yeah it's fine <laughs> well, I'm so incredibly excited for you. Congratulations Thank on your you so album. Much. Please, everyone, go stream it. Y'all know already. You can find it on all streaming platforms, but especially Spotify. Yeah. And I think before we go, really quick, what you said about community and how supportive and loving it is. I saw Trixie Mattel do an interview recently where they were saying, "What do you have to say about people who are like, you want my child to be gay?" Because you know it's like mm-hmm. the war on drag, which is really the war on trans people. Um, and she said. I don't care if your child turns out to be gay or isn't. Um, But what I do care about is if they do turn out to be gay, I hope they find community a lot faster than most of us did. And that's truly because people like her and you exist in the space where you're so visible that it gives people like almost like a like not to be cheesy but it's almost like a lighthouse it gives them a a, something to follow and to go towards as opposed to just wandering aimlessly right because they have no representation representation is like one of the few things that makes me emotional i'm getting (laughs) i'm feeling a weird tear coming on (laughs) well it's important it's just i feel like people like you especially are so important um to be in media in all different media spaces because there are just so many people who have never had someone like you and now that they do they get to feel this kind of like they get to feel what you feel with your community they get to feel it too whether it's just through the screen right and i also want to end on a silly note that a lot of people have said that my show is literally just the world's most famous lesbians gay people and drag queens (laughs) and i'm okay with that Well, I'm, I would say you're representative, like, a lighthouse for the bad bitch community. Period. Let's do it. The, 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 what were you saying earlier that Caleb had said to you is, like, gay adjacent? Yeah, yeah, straight, fruity adjacent. Fruity adjacent straight women? <laughs> the biggest ballers on the planet. <laughs> and that's a with the, with the biggest balls on the planet. A hundred. Yep. And the only nut side sucks. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. I adore Thank you. you. For having You're me. amazing. Thank you all for tuning into this episode. Please make sure y'all go find and follow ER on literally everything. Where can everybody find you? You can find me on Instagram and anywhere else as Genderless Gap Ad, and of course on Spotify. 
We love Spotify. As Fight Master. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much to ER. Thank you all for joining us this week. And don't forget, new episodes of the comment section drop every Wednesday. And they are exclusively on Spotify. Spotify. I'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>